The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Back here with another Arrowhead Pride interview series this week. The Chiefs taking on the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday night football. Happy to be joined by Matt Money-Smith. He's the play-by-play host of the Chargers. Also has a show from 3 to 7 a.m. 570 LA Sports. Matt, good to talk to you again. Hey, Stephen. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, Here we are again. I mean, we do it, what, twice a year so. (laughs) <laughs> we become kind of regulars, right? That's right. That's right. And and it's always good, I think, to to go behind enemy lines and to and to learn a little bit about what's going on on the other side here. And I I think a lot of Chiefs fans and, and their biggest question going into this game. And I know that the Chiefs have injuries of their own, but what is your confidence level that you might see Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, or both on Sunday night? Uh, confidence level is probably low. Um, okay. you know, it's unfortunate, but it just, it, it feels like for whatever reason, this hamstring has really been dogging Keenan and, you know, hammies are funny and some guys are back the next week, you know, like I know George Tranquil had one, he was back the next week and, and this one, you know, Keenan gave it a go against Seattle. He played like 14 snaps and, and that was it. Um, so, you know, I, I guess on that front you know and I think Mike's probably still a week away with with how bad that ankle was so and I think it just goes beyond Keenan and Mike you know there Gerald Everett had a nice mismatch going against Tufanga uh in the 49er game and that led to that first touchdown he goes down Trey McKitty is not a legitimate pass catching tight end nor is you know Richard Rogers so there's issues there um if Everett can't go there you know Foster Serrell admirable effort at right tackle yet still a lot lacking um Trey if Trey Pipkins can't go with his MCL sprain defensively you know Sebastian Joseph they played the most snaps of his career in in that game against San Francisco and Braden Fajoko 
did as well. And he had just been activated off the practice squad. Um, you know, it's it, to, to be brutally honest, it's just a mess. You know, health wise, mm-hmm. it is a mess. And the, the Chargers are going to have to, you know, get out of here with a win being severely undermanned. And I give them a ton of credit for being five and four on the season because it's been this way most of the season. Um, and especially give them a lot of credit for the way they played against a very good 49ers team when they were really undermanned in that one. Yeah, looking afar from Kansas City, 15 players on injured reserve. And I, I think you're right. I think the fact that they've been able to stay above 500 and have a possibility here to still do some kind of damage in the second half is, is very impressive. Has the injury bug shifted what the expectations are in, in your eyes? I don't think, Pete. I don't think so. I, yeah. I really don't think so. I think they expect to make the playoffs. Um, you know, the 49ers are a, a good image to, to view in the mirror and, and kind of look at how their season has gone so far. And I know, you know, it's all about one game at a time, next opponent, let's try to win this game. And I think based on their effort against the 49ers, they should feel that way, that they can win this game, that they, they are absolutely capable of winning the game against the Chiefs on Sunday night. But at the same time, I think, you know, the 49ers started out one and two and then three and four, and they're dealing with serious injuries. Um, you know, their D-line's gone, their left tackle's gone, which is, you know, sort of very similar to what the, the Chargers are dealing with. And now they're five and four and they're healthy and everybody's calling them the proverbial team that nobody wants to face. So for the Chargers, we know they have the talent. If You know, on paper, if this team is healthy, you know, based on the first six quarters of the season, how we felt about them after the Raider game in the first half against the Chiefs, when they're at full strength, you know, prior to that Herbert injury to his ribs, you know, we feel good. I think people feel good and the front office feels good about what this team is capable of. So to me, it's, hey, you've got, some you've got some opportunities in your schedule to get wins here, even though you're undermanned at Arizona after this Chiefs game at Las Vegas. You know, their home, you know, their toughest opponents are at home. So you have that advantage against Miami and Tennessee. Um, so I think the the goal is still there. And and to me, the goal isn't necessarily win the Super Bowl. It's just get in the tournament. Get right. in. Because I just don't think we all feel the same way we did last year about, oh, well, you know what, there's the Chiefs and there's the Bills and then there's a gap. Right. You know, I just I feel like we feel differently about the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill and we'll feel differently about a Bills team that is turning the ball over an awful lot right now and can't quite run it. Um, that the AFC is wide open. So to me, the goal is get in, just get in. And man, if you're healthy and Bose is back out there and Keenan and Mike and, and all and, and Rashawn Slater has a chance to come back if they make the playoffs then I think that really changed the cal- changes the calculus of how you feel about this team. If they can just punch their ticket into the postseason. Yeah, the AFC feels wide open. I really feel like the NFL feels wide open. And I want to switch the conversation here now to the, the, the quarterback battle. And you have Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, which was so attractive that, of course, Amazon picked it to start the year in, in week two. They handpicked this matchup. And I think a lot had to do with the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes said this week that, there are throws Herbert makes that he can't make. I think I know what you're going to say to this, but has the, the confidence in Herbert wavered at all as the Chargers have maybe gone through some of these schedule or you know um, injury issues and, and such? You know, I'm not going to lie. I think it had. I, I think oh, it, it did um, because we we saw a little bit of a you know reverting back to what we saw at Oregon, and it was just kind of one read, get the ball out, get the ball out, get the ball out, um, and then come to find after the bye, oh no, it was just the ribs. And it was the, 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 you know, the suspect offensive line and the lack of pass catchers that Justin was just like, I'm not taking hits. You know, I'm hurt. Um, you know, the ball's got to get out because the last two weeks he's looked like Justin Herbert again. 
You know, the the Atlanta game coming out of the bye, he started to use his legs. He's moving the pocket. He is pushing the ball downfield. And then that went to another level last week where now there's green in front of him. He's tucking the ball and he's picking up eight with his legs. He's quarterback sneaking, you know, which he had not he had not attempted a quarterback. I think he attempted one and he didn't really put himself into the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either against Seattle or I can't remember what game it was, but like we saw that last week. So I do think there was a little bit of a concern, um, you know, from coming out of that Kansas city game through the bye um, about how we were feeling, you know, like, Holy cow, is, is he now going to be a little gun shy? Is he, is he just protecting himself? Is he worried about that next contract and he doesn't want to take any more shot? No. Now that is all gone based on how he's played the last two weeks. Uh, and it feels like he's pretty darn close to being full Herbert. Um, and, and like you said, just one of the more exceptional talents at the position in the league. Yeah, I mean, when, when these two guys are healthy and Mahomes and Herbert, it's usually a, a fantastic game. And we've seen that a couple times now. So I, I think the sooner he can get yeah. back to feeling like himself, the, the better the league is going to be. I want to ask you about the Chargers run defense because this was a, a point that the the staff and the personnel staff wanted to emphasize to get better this year, and it, and it hasn't been great still. What do you think the biggest factor in that has been for the Chargers? Simply injuries, or is there more to it? Well, I think injury is a big part of it. And look, you're right. They spent, you know, they, they've got more money committed on defense than any team in the league, uh, you know, in free agency. So they went out and spent, and they got Brandon Staley everything he asked for mm-hmm. and spent a lot of money on it. And it has proven to be a very similar effort as we saw last year when they were the worst defense against the run in, in the league. So I think there's a lot of questions being asked of Staley, like, hey, what's what is it your scheme? Are you maybe not doing, you know, are you asking too much? Um, you know, were you uh, a wunderkind because you had that incredible season with the Rams with that particular roster? Um, but at the same time, it did look like it was fixed when both it was out there and I think that's where the majority of the breakdowns have come like for the most part they did a pretty darn good job against San Francisco the explosive plays I don't know if they were technically explosive but the big runs came when Kyle Van Noy was you know on Kyle Van Noy's side of the line and he's just really struggled um he's crashing when he's not supposed to he's struggling to set the edge and that's where a lot of that's coming uh some of it's Kenneth Murray who's a very aggressive linebacker and can get a little bit, you know, a little too aggressive in his run fits. And you'll just see a running back run right by him while his head is buried into the chest of a guard shoving him back five yards. So it's just been, to me, it's been more execution than it has been guys getting overpowered um, when you see where these lapses come. Um, Because, you know, they've just given up a big play seemingly every game on the ground. You know, oh, there's a 35-yarder. There's a 44 yards a 75 yarder you know so I think it's things like that that are concerning because it's assignment football and they're just they're flunking the test so that's where to me the injury thing comes in you know Austin Johnson was playing great football Sebastian Joseph Day has been great when Bosa was out there he's the best you know edge setter at an end position in the NFL and Khalil Mack might be two or three spots behind him so you know, losing Bosa is such a huge hit for this team. Like it is, it's just gargantuan. I mean, he's so good playing that edge and and allowing linebackers to flow and fill, um, allowing corners and safeties to come up and support. And that's just been missing. 
Um, and I and I don't see it getting better until he comes back. Khalil's still been really good. He's good for at least one or two tackles for loss um, in the run game. And, and even like a forced fumble here or there, he's been exceptional and he has not fallen off at all. It's just that other side that's really been a huge issue. Yeah, I think we've gotten a, a good glimpse into what the issues have been as far as injuries and, and otherwise. So I want to end here. For the Chargers to pull off what would be a, a home upset, you know, according to a lot of these books, what has to happen? How does the game have to go in your eyes? Well, I think they got to cash in, you know, what, what Patrick will give you because he'll give you a couple. You know, and I think you think back to that week two game and, you know, I know I'm going to sound like the homer here, but it was just it was a, it was an officiating atrocity that that yeah. flag was thrown on Bryce Callahan uh, on that Nas Adderley pick, you know, because to me, that just changes the game. There you go. Mm-hmm. Now you've got one. Now you've planted that seed. You know, they end up scoring a touchdown on that drive. And maybe, you know, because of how how well the offense was working, you know, if the Chargers right. score there, it's a three score game and you just feel like it's so different. So. What I'm getting at is they've got to do that. Like they've, they've yeah. just got, I don't, I don't think there's any way they win this game if they don't win the turnover margin by maybe two. Um, just with, with what they're dealing with. Um, I think, I think that's probably the key. The one thing I'll say is, you know, Brandon Staley has had some really good game plans, you know, in his three games against the Chiefs. I, I feel like he's done a pretty darn good job of, of trying to limit, you know, you don't ever stop it. It's just mm-hmm. trying to limit it and slow it down. And I feel like he's gone in with, and I think so much of that is just what he's able to do with Derwin and Tranquil. I think those two players and their versatility offers him so much. Um, and so this week's going to be interesting because of how, how down they are the defensive line. But, uh, you know, the offense is going to have to find a way to score points and they're going to have to cash in points off turnovers. You know, if you always, I'm sure you guys hear it from everybody you talk to touchdowns, not field goals. And, you know, you, you better take advantage of it if, if Mahomes is going gonna, is gonna to give you those chances. If you don't, he'll burn you if you give him a second chance. Matt, I have one more thing very quickly. I just thought of something. I, I just think yeah. that in, in Kansas City, there is a sense of if we can win this game, this is the division. How is that sense, I guess, in L.A. with among Charger fans, among the organization? Is there a sense of desperation when it comes to the division entering this game just because the records are, are so different right now? Yes. Uh, you know what? Uh, last year, I felt that way going into that Thursday night game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I felt like this is must win. They lose this and, oh, man, what a mess, you know, and, and sure enough, they lost it and then they dropped three or four and they missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't get that same sense this year just because of the injury situation. Right. I think for them, it, they would never admit this. Um, I mean, look, yeah, they want to win this game so they don't lose the tiebreaker and fall, you know, four games behind the Chiefs. You know, because of the tiebreaker, I, I think certainly win this game. And now you're right back in the thick of it, um, because I would assume Keenan and Mike are going to be back for Arizona. I, I, You know, if they can't go this week, I, I'm almost positive they're back the following week. And I think Bosa comes maybe a week or two after that. So I think that's just changed their calculus to just tread water, man. It be six and five, you know, at, at worst coming out of the Raiders game. You know, it's Chiefs. You know, it's Chiefs, uh, Cardinals, Raiders after these, because right. after that, I think everyone's back. I think by the time Miami shows up, I feel like everyone's going to be back and ready to play. And so I think they're looking at it as tread water, figure out a way to get to 10 wins. And all we got to do is get in and we're totally comfortable trying to win play- playoff games on the road. We'll feel like if we're healthy, we have as good a chance to win, you know, on the road as we would at home. 
It's the Chiefs and the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Thank you to Matt Money-Smith for joining us on another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Interview Series.